As a small business owner, how many of you hate dealing with all of the tedious admin and paperwork? Don't worry, you're not alone. You need to set aside that frustration you're feeling because there's a more enlightened way to look at the situation. Let's look at it this way. If you're still managing to deal with your paperwork on your own by using a spreadsheet, then you're going to absolutely crush it when you start getting help from FreshBooks. You see, FreshBooks has created ridiculously easy to use cloud accounting software for self-employed people who would rather spend their precious time building their businesses than dealing with mountains of paperwork. One thing I really love about FreshBooks is that you can send clean and professional looking invoices in about 30 seconds. And with literally two clicks, you can set yourself up to receive payments online. We all like doing that. For your free 30-day unrestricted trial, just go to freshbooks.com backslash my taught you and enter my taught you and the how did you hear about a section. Hey guys, this is my leak. This is the my taught you podcast. Today is Friday, February 16th. Um, after the longest January ever, it seems like we are going to fly through February, of course. Um, I am back with part two of the I hate my job portion of the podcast. I, I did it. I hate my job podcast early in the year, and I have never done a podcast that has gotten so many letters um, about people, some mostly hating their jobs. A lot of people um, not necessarily hating their jobs, but having some job issues. And so I decided to do a part two of this podcast um, because I felt like, let me try to do something that may be a little bit more helpful. And let me address some other topics um, that I think I may be able to help with. So before I get into the new letters, I want to follow up on a letter I received um, in the first podcast that I did. I'm going to refresh your memory with just a little bit of her letter, but I believe it was the second letter. And she said, dear my leak, I'm a black female photographer living in LA. I graduated with a bachelor's degree in journalism two years ago. I'm currently working at an e-commerce art company and I hate my job. I started as an intern, currently hold the junior customer service manager title. I desperately want to quit. I am creative and I feel like I've paid my dues with this company. The admin work is not fulfilling. You remember her, right? Well, she wrote me back after listening to the podcast. um, And this is what she said. Thank you, my leak. Hearing my letter being read aloud has put a lot into perspective. I am humbled to receive your advice because I know it comes from your personal experience. I was really touched to hear you go into detail. You could be charging a consulting fee, but instead you've dedicated your time to help. That's so dope. I hope to one day make someone feel exactly how you made me feel last night hearing your reply. I'm going through the phase of what am I doing? Why am I not there yet? Oh my God, I'm getting old. Honestly, I'm panicking. Thank you for slowing me down. I need a new experience. I guess I was so consumed by the idea of jumping up the ranks as quickly as possible, hoping it would get me to where I want to go. Feelings are not facts. Got it. Check. I plan to keep creative outside of work and push through all the negativity and resentment. You reminded me that I should be doing creative things regardless, especially if I'm calling myself a quote unquote creative. Thank you. My review is next week. So... I think I'll stay put for the spring while things are quiet, save and resign next quarter. 
I anticipate another 10% raise, but I'm not pursuing the creative role. I plan to express how I'm feeling with a bit of transparency. Can I let you know how it goes? Thank you again. Take care. So I wrote her back with, please let me know how it goes. I'm rooting for you. Four days later, four, four days later, I get an email back. My leak. I got promoted to art consultant. 20% pay increase. They created a new position plus job description plus the opportunity to earn a commission. I hadn't even said a word. They started thanking me, listing my accomplishments and informing me of my new position. I am floored and humbled. No more day to day with customers. And this allows me to create huge art connections with galleries and clients. At the end, I expressed interest in creative copying, going on photo shoots. It was all just a matter of asking. I'm staying. I have so much more to learn. Thank you, Mai. I thought this was amazing. Amazing. Imagine if she had barged into the meeting with the demand she planned, the seething anger. Just because you don't think you're being noticed doesn't mean that you aren't. Sometimes people want to see how willing you are to put your head down and just do the work. She got what she wanted in due time. So congratulations to you. And I'm still super excited and I can't wait to hear um, how this new position goes for you. Alrighty, so now we're going to have a new letter. She says, hi, my leak. I recently started a new role at the company I've been with for almost three years. I went from focusing on social media and marketing to marketing and communications. I took the role because it's good experience. It will help me sharpen my skills in areas I've always deemed opportunities for improvement. And it's giving me amazing knowledge on a different side of the business. But the new team I'm on is not so great. Everyone is around the same age and same level, but none of them are motivated to do more. They come to work, do their jobs, and they do them well, then go home. For some people in corporate America, that's what makes them happy, and that's completely fine if that's what they desire. But I've heard them complain many times about them not getting recognized for doing their job, so it seems they want more but aren't doing anything to get it. At this company, just doing your job is not how one gets ahead. I've learned that it's all about exposure, the relationships you foster, and how you contribute to your team and the business. I was fortunate enough to learn that lesson early, and I've applied it, which has granted me amazing opportunities, exposure, and even some recognition. However, the individuals on my team aren't congratulatory or supportive of each other's success. So when I was getting the recognition, they were radio silent. Now, I'm not the type of person that needs a pat on the back for a job well done, so it doesn't bother me that they aren't congratulatory. My question is, how do you interact with and try to foster relationships with people in the workplace who you've heard talk about you, whose actions demonstrate that they're a little envious of your recognition and exclude you from team outings? Mind you, I'm only three months into the role. Is it best to keep it strictly transactional with them, being diplomatic with every interaction, of course? Or should I try to establish a better rapport with them to shift the relationship a bit? Example, do a nice gesture like bringing cupcakes to celebrate everyone's first quarter. I'm sure the latter is the better approach, but these new team members aren't trustworthy. So my instinct is to be cordial, but transactional. Before I even started the new job, they went to a colleague from my old team asking for dirt on me. I'd love to hear your your opinion, as I've never experienced this before. I know not everyone at work is going to be your friend or even like you, and I'm okay with that too, 
but I don't know how to navigate dealing with individuals who are the same, who are on the same team as me and shun me, not because I've done something to them, but because of the opportunities that have come my way. Any thoughts you have would be much appreciated. Okay, you guys, um, I am at the end of my pregnancy. And when I tell you I am thirsty is I don't know what I am so thirsty. So bear with me um, as I am slightly winded and thirsty. All right, so I just want to get a few things out of the way before we dig into this. Number one, I want you to reframe what you think about these people. You just started on a new team with new people and you've already told me that they just come to work, do their jobs and go home. Unless you're going home with each and every person on your team, you don't know that to be a fact. So let's toss that out. You also stated that none of them are motivated to do more. You also don't know that to be true either. I don't feel like you've gone out of your way to get to know anyone because of the next point that I'm going to make. Number two, gossip. Do not engage in he said, she said crap at work. Until someone says something to your face, the whole they asked my teammate for dirt on me doesn't matter. You don't know that to be true either. And I'm saying that because a lot of times at work, um, it gets messy and people are talking trash and the person, your old teammate, you don't know what motivations they have, you know, for they're still on the old team and you've got promoted. You don't know if they're trying to get you to be intimidated and start talking trash because you've moved on. So I just wouldn't get involved in that. Right. I just, until somebody says something and when you say you've heard them talking about you, I don't know um, what you mean by that. Or if you mean they've been, they asked about for quote unquote dirt on you. I don't, I don't trust any of that. And if someone said something negative to you, I would hope that you would speak up. So what I'm getting is that there's a little bit of gossip that has happened that you have digested, digested and internalized. And now you are against these people um, that you haven't really gotten to know. Number three, the new team members aren't congratulate congratulatory or supportive of you. Um, and though you said you don't need acknowledgement or a pat on the back, let's face it, you do. Um, if it didn't bother you, we wouldn't be talking about it. Number four, You are assuming why you're being shunned. You don't really know why, you know, because you ended the letter and said, um, they shunned me not because I've done something to them, but because of the opportunities that have come my way. You don't know that. Like, this is all stuff that you've made up in your head. So I want you to stop assuming because it's a little arrogant and I'm going to refer to, um, one of the one of the four agreements if you've not read the four agreements you guys like short book it's a wonderful book is by Don Miguel Ruiz the four agreements and the second agreement is don't take anything personally um he says nothing others do is because of you what others say and do is a projection of their own reality their own dream when you are immune to the opinions and actions of others you won't be the victim of needless suffering Personal importance or taking things personally is the maximum expression of selfishness because we make the assumption that everything is about me. Now let's move on to what you can do with a clean slate. You're on a new team and I'm going to go back and reference when you said that getting ahead is all about exposure and the relationships you foster. You told me that. 
Relationships aren't always going to be easy to foster. This is now your real challenge in getting ahead. Getting to know people that aren't throwing a parade for you every time you do something. You don't have to buy them anything, but you should make an effort to get to know them. Ask them questions about things since they've been on the team longer. Run things by them for their opinion, whether you want it or not. You'll be surprised how just doing that can get you further. Compliment someone on their nice outfit or cool shoes or ask someone out to lunch one day. Relationships aren't always easy and many of the good ones take lots of time to foster. This is likely going to be one of your greatest lessons in business and I encourage you to face it head on. Good luck. Okay, we've got, I've got a lot of letters, you guys. The next letter. The subject of this email was, I don't hate my job, but I think they want me to. She says, I recently listened to the I Hate My Job podcast and wanted to get your thoughts on my situation. I'm two and a half years into my first career job out of college. I was incredibly grateful for this position because I realized, A, not a lot of people get Not a lot of people are able to get right into the industry they desire right out of college. And B, I got hired as a support role to the exact position I aspire to be in the future. So I was ecstatic to learn any and everything. I felt my dream position was within reach. There was no formal training for the position. The girl who had the position before me had gotten a promotion, the promotion I was hoping to get eventually. She taught me the very bare minimum. My training for the job was about two hours of info. I was about to find out I would never use. My position is a one-man band. There's no team, no direct manager, just me and Google pretty much. I want it to be outstanding, so... I was really attentive and always looking for opportunities to try to help, even if it had nothing to do with my position. Every task that I'm given, I try to put my all into and my account executives to be pleased with the work I produce. I've made every effort for them to trust me and my capabilities. Fast forward two years. One day I'm excluded from our weekly sales meeting. I soon find out from a manager that the meeting was to discuss my performance. My account executives decided that I was of no use to them that everything that I've produced has been inaccurate and they suggest after two years that I completely start from scratch. When asked if they had ever discussed these matters with me or given me any negative feedback back, they all agreed that they never had. When asked if I was properly trained on the things they've asked me to do, they all agreed that I didn't and that it wasn't their concern. Whenever I was giving a task I didn't know how to do, they would just say, Oh, just Google it or just skim through our internal website. Of course, upon hearing this news, I was devastated. I thought I was doing everything that I've been asked. When I turn in assignments to the account executives, they usually respond with something like, this is great. Thanks so much. Or you're a rock star. This is awesome. Blah, blah, blah. But now two years into the position, I'm hearing the complete opposite. Not to mention, after their private meeting to discuss my performance, no one could look me in the eyes, not even the girl who was previously in my position and had trained me. All of these women are 40 plus. I know that business is business, but this sort of feels personal. Please correct me if I'm wrong. I also don't want to play the race card, but I'm the only black member of the team. I don't want to jump to any conclusion, so feel free to give me your thoughts on whether you think this has anything to do with it. 
In an effort to be more effective, I was instructed to set up one-on-one meetings with all of the account executives to see how I can be of better assistance. Ironically, in in all of my one-on-one meetings, the account executive said things like, oh, you know, it was just that one time that you gave me a report with inaccurate numbers, but you fixed it, so we're good. Or actually, you've been great. I don't really have anything. Or they begin fishing for a new task or busy work just to say, here's something you can do. Now they're saying, you know what? She's not that bad. So I'm confused as to if they just needed someone to throw under the bus or if I'm actually just not that good at my job. I'm beginning to feel like a sucker at work. I just had a really heavy feeling about everything. And I feel that despite my efforts to be highly effective, they just wouldn't allow me to be great. Whether it was simply giving me honest feedback on something that could have improved, training me on things they needed me to take over, or God forbid, they intentionally helped me grow in the business in general. I felt like I was pleading to be accepted and effective. I've never given these people attitude, partially out of fear of being portrayed as the angry black woman. I'm always super nice and I have a quick turnaround time on tasks given. And because I was so focused on learning what I needed to move forward, I always take my tasks and assignments seriously. I also wonder why they wouldn't just fire me. It doesn't seem logical to have someone who you don't feel is contributing to the company on the payroll for two years. And there still hasn't been any talk of letting me go that I know of. It's been about five months since this all took place and I've made all the steps to make things better. I'm now getting great feedback from all my account executives, but how can I trust it now? I'm stuck between just pay your dues or stand up for yourself. I know I'm really early in my career, so I'm trying to refrain from coming off in title and expecting to be praised to the highest extent. But I know for a fact I've done what has been asked of me, whether they want to admit it or not, I've done my job currently in the process of trying to find a new job but wondering if you think it's worth it to suck it up and stick it out or run for the hills i'm also now asked to train someone else should i play her like they played me and accidentally forget to mention anything that would help her i'm not looking for praise i don't deserve but i want to be acknowledged as an effective member of any team thank you for your time all right I'm just going to validate you off the top and say these people suck for how they handled this. We are in agreement there. Full agreement. Um, I started to try to think about why they may have taken this approach with you. And I went back and saw that you said, I'm always super nice. I believe you. I know you are. There's so much sugar and sweetness dripping from this letter. I got sticky reading it. You're a nice person and sometimes people don't feel comfortable saying negative things to the super nice girl. I get it. It doesn't mean that they shouldn't do it, but it's hard. I'm going to go out on limb, go out on a limb and say that while you may have thought you were doing a great job, you weren't because you've never asked anyone for an evaluation. We have to get in charge of our own careers and start asking people, how am I doing first week, second week? First month, second month, especially in the first 90 days, you have to say things like, if you could give me one piece of advice to make my work better, what would it be? Would you mind if we set up a meeting the last Tuesday of the month to discuss my X, Y, and Z? You're just going by on two hours of informal training, which is actually normal. I think a lot of people think that when you start a new job that somebody's there's going to be like this week long training. I can't. I don't think that I've ever had a job that's had any training. Um, I think I got trained on how to like use the phones, but there's typically not a lot of training. 
you you're just going by on two hours of informal training without actually verifying that you were doing a good job. Thinking you're doing it right and actually doing it right are two different things. And don't just ask things like, do you have any feedback? You need to go deeper. Um, According to a Harvard Business Review article that I read, you should be clear about wanting honest feedback. Like you have to let people know because you are super nice. Don't be nice, be helpful, you know, before you get the advice. Um, Ask them multiple times so that they start to feel comfortable giving you the feedback. You want to make sure that you're listening without judgment. Um, and don't consider what they're saying positive or negative. Just listen intently and say, thank you. Lastly, what you want to make sure you do is write down their suggestions. Um, this quote I found says getting useful feedback can be the fastest route to growth and improve performance. It's not always an accurate reflection of who you are. It often is not, but it is always an accurate reflection of how you are being perceived and knowing how you are being perceived is critically important. If you want to increase your influence as a leader, I don't really have an opinion on whether you should stay or go, but no matter what you do, I want you to make sure that you take these tips with you in the future. Um, These kinds of things are totally normal early in your career. You don't really know how to navigate it. And a lot of people get jobs and they just sit there and say nothing and wait for someone to train them and wait for someone to tell them how good or bad they're doing. But it's your job to get active in your career and make sure that you're doing the right thing. Um, by being extremely proactive in scheduling meetings and making sure that you're getting good feedback, not the fake surface. How am I doing? Like all of this stuff that you guys are doing is surface. You've got to dig a dig a little deeper so that people feel comfortable. And you said you were the only black girl. So there may be some discomfort. I don't know, but I've been in positions where I've been the only black girl. And sometimes people don't know how to approach us. So you just want to make sure that, um, People feel comfortable giving you that feedback because this is your life. This is your career and you want to get ahead. So don't expect anybody, regardless of age, to help you get ahead. It is all on you. Okay. Next letter. Um, I wanted to respond to your most recent podcast about I hate my job. I don't necessarily hate my job, but more so feel indifferent about it. I've been at my job for four and a half years. I started at an entry-level position to now a mid-level management role. I am thankful for the opportunities and skills I have learned over the years, and now I am ready to have a new experience to add to my toolbox. The spark I had when I initially started is gone now, especially after seeing a four-year project through completion successfully. I love the organization and people I work with. But I now find myself feeling indifferent and itching to leave for something new that will help me reach and prepare for my ultimate career goal. I recall in a previous podcast, you giving advice on doing your best work, regardless of being ready to leave. I'm still doing my best and started another project, but deep down, I'm over it. How do you work through feelings of feeling indifferent about your job when you don't hate it while seeking out your next opportunity? Thank you for reading. 
it's totally normal to get bored with what you're doing. Um, if you find that you're pretty indifferent about the work you're doing and you'd like to do something else, by all means, start your search. Some people don't like to take this risk, but you can go to your supervisor and express your concerns. You can let them know that you don't hate your job and you appreciate the opportunities, but find yourself itching for more. Maybe they can move you around. You've given so much of your time there. I can't see them not understanding that you want some more challenges. Um, If you know that you completely need to walk, start looking. I would make a dream job list. Start doing your research and seeing how you can get into a place that you think will make you happier. I say think because a lot of times the things we think are cool aren't necessarily all that cool once you get inside. You could love a brand or a company but hate the company culture. Um, You work through your feelings of being indifferent with the excitement of knowing that this is going to end soon because you're going to be moving on. Use your time outside of work to look for jobs and interview people who may be working at companies or in fields that you're interested in. This isn't going to last forever. Your last days are coming soon. Make them count and go out with a bang. You earn more respect that way. Um, And... uh, I really do wish you all the best. And I think that you are in such a great position. It's like, you don't hate it, but you realize it's time to move on. And that's totally normal. I think sometimes when we get this feeling, we think that it's a negative feeling, but it's not necessarily a negative feeling. It's like, we've, we've served our time in a position. We've served our time and it's now time to do something else. And that happens in relationships that happens in jobs that happens in hobbies. You know, sometimes we think we're going to crochet for the rest of our lives. And then you realize, you know what? I'm over it. Crocheting didn't do anything to me. You know, I don't, I'm not upset. I just, I'm ready to move on. And those are totally normal feelings. Okay, this is our last letter. And then I'm going to get into some stuff that I found uh, that I want to share with you guys. But this one is about an internship that reminded me of some stuff that I had gone through early in my career. First off, I'm so glad I discovered your podcast about a year ago. You taught me so much about personal and professional growth. Thank you for listening. Short version, a senior level employee agreed to meet with me for a brief informational chat about his department. But when I tried to schedule the meeting, ignored me and now seems to be actively avoiding me. So then she goes on to give me a longer detailed version, which I appreciate because that's pretty short. So the long version, I'm 22 years old and one month into a magazine internship. I'm the only black person in the office. The office is somewhat conservative and not at all diverse, but my supervisors, all women, have been very friendly and open. So far, things are going well, and one of my goals for the internship is to network and learn as much as possible about the company. However, I recently had a weird networking experience that's led to an uncomfortable situation. The other day, a senior-level employee introduced himself to me as we were both taking the elevator out of the office. We briefly chatted. He asked me about my interests, told me a bit about his experience and mentioned some companies I should look into working for. Ending the conversation by saying we should chat more sometime. He seemed nice and approachable. So I emailed him about a week later saying it would be great to meet and asking if he would be open to meeting in the break room for a quick chat sometime in the next couple of weeks. I didn't ask for any favors. I just wanted to hear more about his de- how his department works in conjunction with mine. He said definitely and suggested meeting the next week. I responded asking if Friday would be a good day and never heard back. 
I assumed he was probably very busy and forgot. I didn't want to be pushy, so I decided to wait and see if he would eventually get back to me. I passed him a few times in the hallway and politely said, good morning, but that's all. A week later, we both ended up on the elevator again, and I was going to ask if he had received my email, but when he took a phone call, although it looked as if he he was pretending to take a phone call, he then asked me while supposedly on the phone if we were supposed to have met last week or this week. I said that if he had the time, it would be great to meet this week and that I would send him that I would send him an email reminder the next day. It was slightly awkward. Anyway, the next day I sent him the meeting request and once again, he did not respond before emailing him. I passed by his desk because I thought it might just be easier to talk in person, but he told me he was busy. I also noticed a few times that he would start to walk in the direction of my desk, then turn and take a different route. He seems to be consciously avoiding me. On the one hand, it seems so silly, but on the other hand, I'm a bit offended that he can't even have the courtesy to respond, even if it's to say no or I'm too busy. I definitely understand that I'm not a priority and he is under no obligation to meet with me, but I would think he could at least tell me he can't instead of outright ignoring me. The way he is behaving, I feel as if I've done something wrong or annoying, but I only suggested we meet in the first place because he mentioned it first. When he didn't respond, I didn't bring it up again. He did, yet he ignored me again. I'm pretty sure that if I were a man, the situation would have been handled very differently. A friend said it may have, it may be because I'm a young single girl and he is a man that I should have suggested a meeting with the other interns as well instead of one-on-one. At this point, I've decided to leave it alone as it's pretty clear he doesn't want to meet with me. Any advice for how to handle this uncomfortable situation? Did I do something wrong? Sorry for the length of this. Um... You're going through basically some weird crap at work. Um, I remember being 25 and meeting this girl who was a writer at a top magazine back in the day. Um, As an assistant that was aspiring to be a top rated publicist, I thought I had made a great connection. I had even gotten together with this woman um, for a meeting. I thought we hit it off. Uh, I remember, I think I even had dinner with her. We spoke, we talked personally. Um, I felt like we had, uh, you know, a really good connection, like a beyond professional connection. And I was so stoked with myself, like, oh my God, I'm actually becoming a publicist. I'm meeting journalists. I'm forging connections. Look at me. I thought we hit it off. Um, out of nowhere, she just ghosted me, stopped answering my emails and calls. And I couldn't figure out for the life of me what happened. What did I do to make her act this way? Um, I even went to my boss and worried, you know, what had I done wrong? I'm so early in my career. You know, if people are already ghosting me, I need to start working on this out the gate. I never figured out why she did what she did, but she eventually left the magazine and was really a non-factor in my career. I ended up seeing her on Iyanla's Fix My Life a few years ago. I'm going to just leave that one right there. She eventually attempted to add me on Facebook a few years ago. I'm saying all of this to say, been there, done that. Don't waste your time trying to figure out people who don't know how to communicate. If they can't use words, it's not your job to try to figure out why. At this point, I'd reverse this and and avoid him. I have found that these types of people tend to do best when given their own medicine. Remember that you don't need anything. You need nothing. 
And my motto is always need nothing, attract everything. The right person is going to talk to you and give you exactly what you need to hear exactly when you need to hear it. And don't let someone else's poor behavior cause you discomfort. That's a transfer of energy that you don't deserve. And I want you to reject it. And something that you have to remember when you're doing these internships is that the real networking for you is not necessarily with the people who are in different departments and within the company, the real networking is going to be with the other interns. That should be the focus of who you're connecting with. And I understand you get into the building and you're like, I need to learn and get to know everybody in the building. But what's going to happen is the internship will end. Some people will get jobs in other places and they're going to be able to refer you to jobs. So The other interns are the closest connections that you need to make. So make sure that you stay focused on them first. And then, you know, if there are other people within the department that you can get to know, that's fine. But what you don't want to do is sweat it. You did everything right. He said something to you. You followed up. He said maybe he forgot you followed up again. And at the at at this point, I would just drop it. You know what I mean? It's like you didn't do any. You didn't do anything he, you did everything right in this situation. So don't, please don't sweat this any further. Keep it moving. Keep a smile on your face. Um, and, and keep dealing with people who want to deal with you and not be weird and make you question yourself. Um, because that's not cool. So I'm going to get into the wrap up you guys, before I go, I want to leave everyone with some statistics and things that we can do to not hate our jobs so much. I had no idea this topic would become so popular. Um, I found this lady, JT O'Donnell, who I feel like has the best career advice um, as it relates to hating your job. I think she studied people hating their jobs for 15 years. I'm going to leave a really important YouTube link to a video that she did in the comments of this show. So make sure that you, not in the comments, but in the um, show notes. So make sure that you go to the show notes because I'm going to leave a link to this video. But she says that Finding a career path that makes us feel satisfied and successful is not easy. It's not something that they teach us in school, which makes the journey that much more challenging. We spend one third or more of our days at work. Work defines us as people. Example, when we aren't happy at work, other areas of our life suffer. Yet more than 70% of workers say they don't feel satisfied with their career choices And she believes we have a serious epidemic on our hands. And I agree. And I didn't realize that um, until I started getting like the flooding of letters about hating their jobs. So she says she's worked with thousands of people on their career challenges. And one reason for job satisfaction stands out as the most common to her. And she says it's called praise addiction. We've been trained to seek out incentives like good grades, stickers, trophies, and yes, praise. We like to be liked. More important, we like to be respected. We want people to be impressed with us. It gives us a temporary feeling of happiness. The problem is we end up making career choices to impress other people so we can feel that fleeting rush of validation. She says, in the process, we lose sight of what makes us truly happy. With each career move, we get unhappier. The more we try to impress, the more frustrated we feel. She says, don't believe me? Let me ask you this simple question. What do you do? 
Those four words are the reason so many people are unhappy with their careers. Most people want to answer with something impressive. They want others to respect what they do. Why? As humans, we worry about how our response is received. And for good reason. We know the person who hears the answer will start to judge us. That's because we judge those who tell us what they do for a living. Therein lies the issue, she says, until you stop judging people for what they do for work, you won't be free from judgment yourself. The good news is if you can free yourself of this bad habit, you can finally focus on finding your intrinsic motivation for work, the work that makes you feel engaged and happy. Um, the right job for you creates a state of mind that transforms your life. That really stuck out to me. I've highlighted, bolded that underlined and I'm going to say it again. She says, the right job for you creates a state of mind that transforms your life. Ask anyone you admire who has a, who has deep career satisfaction and they'll tell you it's their connection to the work that makes them happy. It also gives them the motivation to not give up, which leads to higher levels of success and satisfaction. So I really like that. I'm going to say it again. So she says, if you ask someone who has deep career satisfaction, they'll tell you that it's their connection to the work that makes them happy. Um, it gives them the motivation to not give up, which leads to higher levels of success and satisfaction. JT says you have to decide if you're looking for a job, a career or a calling. She asks in the larger scheme of your life, when you think about work, is it a means of making money to pursue your dreams? something that stimulates you on a daily basis, the thing that defines you and the impact you have on the world. She then asks for you to write out your personal definition of a happy day at work. And then she asks you to write down five people who you admire when it comes to work. So she has this, it's a much lengthier exercise, but those were some of the first things that she asked you to think about. And of all the stuff that I have read online over, over the years, I have found her approach to be like spot on. So I'm going to leave the video link in the show notes. It is a must see, um, but you're going to have to do work to get to, to get to being happy at work. Right? So getting happy with our jobs is going to require a bit of work on our part, a bit of, a bit of digging um, and a deeper dive. And I encourage you to do that. Good luck. Thank you guys as always for writing me. If you want to write me questions to be read on the podcast, some people still like, I don't want this read on the podcast. This is for the podcast. Email me at my taught you at gmail.com. I will always keep you anonymous. Um, you guys have a good one.